Hello and welcome to Four Lads of the Dream audio blog. Today's feature, written by myself, Stephen Clifford, is titled Joe Potter, the lioness who is revolutionising the Rangers women's football team. It begins, Joe Potter, she's our lioness, wears a Rangers crest and she's going to win the league. No matter where the Rangers women ply their trade this year, the Rangers Women's Sports Club belt out their rendition of ABBA's Voulez-Vous in tribute to their own lioness, Rangers women's head coach, Josanne Potter. She's very quickly became a fan's favourite, not only for her performance as manager, but for her brilliant nature with the fans who sing her name. And she's got us all dreaming of a truly successful season for the team with an exciting brand of football, which makes Rangers entertaining once again. So who really is Josanne Potter? An English-born tenacious midfielder, she played like she manages now, forward-thinking and liking to attack. Originally starting out as a left winger before moving inside to central midfield, she had three spells with Birmingham as well as Arsenal and Everton amongst other top English sides. Jo played in three FA Cup finals, winning on her third attempt with Birmingham in 2012. But it's her career with England we know her best, with 35 caps and three goals in a team which was the beginning of a golden generation for the English national side culminating in a third-place finish at the World Cup in 2015. She also went to the Euro Finals with England in 2017. Considering the strength of that national side, there is no doubt Joe could play. Every now and then, as the ball goes out of touch or is fired towards her on the touchline, I often joke, still got it, Joe, to which she'll laugh and say always with a wry smile. She retired from football in 2021, moving into coaching and ending up as an assistant at Birmingham when Rangers would come calling in the summer of 2023. Described by Rangers CEO James Bisgrove as the outstanding candidate, she was largely unknown to the supporters. After all, this was her first managerial appointment. James said, We held an extensive recruitment process and throughout, Joe was the outstanding candidate. She brings fantastic experience to Rangers at what is a hugely exciting time for the women's programme at the club given the interest and the crowds the team played in front of at the end of last season. Joe said on her appointment, I'm extremely excited for the opportunity to work for this prestigious football club. I feel aligned with the club's ambitions and standards to continually grow and move forward, especially in such a powerful time within women's football. I can't wait to get started. So that was that. Joe was here as new Rangers head coach and there was an air of intrigue as to what we would now be seeing with her as coach. Mary McKenzie, who watches Rangers home and away, proudly part of the Rangers Women's Supporters Club, has helped drive a new attitude singing era at all the games. On Joe's appointment, Mary said, Joe is exactly the type of progressive appointment I was looking for from the club. Someone who has played at the top level of women's football, experienced coaching women's football and great links to the English transfer market. We need a winner who will create that must-win every game attitude for Rangers. We wouldn't have to wait long to see if Joe could do that, but it would quickly become an exciting adventure. The 2022-23 was a season that petered out to a whimper with a defeat at home to Glasgow City. This meant not only losing the title, but finishing third in no European football, followed by a Scottish Cup final defeat to Celtic the following week. The squad wasn't quite broken, but it needed some serious TLC to breathe new life and a new enthusiasm into it. Too many draws and cautious play would lead Rangers to that final day and by the time the Scottish Cup final came around, Rangers were simply playing on fumes. There was very little excitement around watching the team and with key players like Hannah Davison and Jenny Danielson declining to re-sign with the club, there was a lot of work to be done. 
but it was also offered Jo a chance to structure exactly how she would want. What was obvious is that Rangers needed a new goal threat, with Kirsty Howitt nearly always our only threat up top. Injury to Jane Ross really cost the team almost as much as the failure to replace her, as season 2022-23 became a real struggle for goals. Joe recognised that and acted quickly, adding striker Rio Hardy to the squad. This would be a brilliant early move by the manager. Potter would then add Sarah Ewens, former prolific Celtic striker, to the group and suddenly along with Howitt and the returning Jane Ross, Rangers had that firepower to get the goals that everyone desired. Rachel Rowe was added to the midfield to provide that help and imagination as a player. I see some of Potter in her with a tricky attacking forward thinking midfield play. Belgian centre-back Michelle Coulson was added to the defence and Rangers were all set for their assault in the 2023-24 season. But the manager still had a major decision to make and didn't shy away from them as she named Nicola Doherty as her new captain. It was a big call from Joe Potter even that early. Nick said at the time, It's an obvious huge honour. It's something that I didn't really expect but I have just come into pre-season and been myself. There are so many leaders in this dressing room and the group of girls... So it does not going to take just one person to lead this team this season. It's going to take all of us and there are at least four, five or even six players who have all got huge qualities that bring in terms of leadership. On the appointment, Joe Potter said, I am delighted to be able to announce Nicola as our new captain for the season ahead. She has fantastic leadership qualities and built strong relationships with myself and the staff since we come in this summer. She gives everything for the club with a level of support of several experienced players in the squad and we have a strong leadership group for the season ahead. Looking back on the change, Mary said, I was surprised to see a change in captaincy when Joe came in, but obviously I don't witness the day-to-day -day influence of the players at the training ground. I was delighted for Nick Dock, but I also understand how disappointed Cathy Hill would have been. There are no doubts in my mind that this wouldn't impact Cathy's professionalism or love for the club. In my opinion, there are easily four or five players in the squad who could have been captain of the club and that's a real positive. It was an early sign though that you would do it very much Joe Potter's way and in her vision, showing the thought strength she would show throughout her Rangers journey this far. Rangers would find early success as the football started, avenging the Scottish Cup defeat by winning the City of Glasgow trophy against Celtic, the equivalent of a charity shield tournament perhaps by beating Queen's Park 11-0 and then winning the final against Celtic by 2-1. The significance of that not lost as Rangers equalised then won it in injury time with two dramatic late goals from Kirsty McLean and Kirsty Howitt. It was an early boost in the manager's reign but it was a real sign of intent and a real sign of what was to come. What was apparent quickly was the 4-5-1 approach of the previous management was gone and in some style. Rangers led with an expansive 3-4-1-2 with plenty of width and attacking and not only the lineup but the, the style itself. The back three, instead of normal three centre-backs, consist of a centre-half with two full-backs either side who will push up depending on the attack progression. With two wide players, the middle three all play progressively with two out-and-out forwards to get the ball to. It's a very aggressive, aggressive attacking system with a possession-based mentality but it isn't passive or passing for the sake of it. Everything has a purpose and designed to entertain. Three opening wins, including a 5-1 home victory over Aberdeen, which Joe Potter wasn't overly happy with, telling me afterwards she wanted more from this team, took Rangers to the first fixture with champions Glasgow City. 
This is the only game Rangers haven't won so far across all competitions as the game ended in a 1-1 draw. A game Rangers dominated and clearly had the best opportunities. I could sense early on the manager was arced at dropping the points. But everything was positive. The football was good and played in a risk-reward style. Through time, the players have learned when to have less risk and more reward, but it was great for the support even this early on. Seven straight wins in the league brought the first old firm encounter at Excelsior, which Rangers won 2-1 coming from behind once more. Kirsty McLean and Rio Hardy scoring the winners, but that match was significant for another reason not well documented. A first-team player told me after the game that the message from the manager was clear. Keep passing the ball and attacking and we will win this. They won't get near you if you play. And she was right. After that huge win, Mary said, at half-time we were 0-0, showing some familiar patterns of games against them in previous seasons. But unlike that, there was always a belief in the team and we were really positive substitutions which changed the game. We could all feel that we were playing the better football and the atmosphere from our side got ramped up massively. Joe was at the side constantly pushing the team on and it paid off spectacularly with two second-half goals from great football. A shining light in the middle of this run was the emergence of young Scottish talent, specifically Mia McCauley. The young, exciting winger was a breath of fresh air, but just a baby at 16, she's playing like an adult. The progress of Jodie McCleary has also gone from a bit part player in previous seasons to a dependable first-team player, showing her fight and a little bit of sass as she shoosed the Celtic bench as Rio Hardy put Rangers ahead in that Excelsior win. Then there is Kirsty McLean, Mini Innie, as she is nicknamed, excelling in the centre of midfield with big goals and big performances. She's destined for bigger things in football, no doubt, and is a tremendous talent. But then there is the performances of Chelsea Cornet in midfield, who is beginning to dominate and dictate the team as she threatened to do so for years. With the ever-consistent Cathy Hill, Nick Doherty and Rachel McLaughlin, Rangers are built for success and this system suits the team who have responded massively. A huge 2-0 victory at Champions Glasgow City took Rangers 8 clear of the defending champions. That is in the middle of an 8-game winning run since that Celtic win, taking Rangers 3 clear of their old firm opponents at the top of the league. But it was in the middle of a recent 10-0 victory over Dundee United that Joe Potter once again demonstrated just how much she gets it at Rangers. At half-time, she told her squad, Celtic have won 9-0, don't come back in unless you score 10, and the players would deliver. And that takes us nicely to the Old Firm Cup semi-final last Friday evening, with Rangers looking for their third victory in a row over Celtic. The squad would not disappoint. Rangers came from one behind, and then the disappointment of a late equaliser to grab a dramatic 3-2 victory, the second at the home of their rivals this season, to storm through to the Sky Sports League Cup final. A goal for Cathy Hill, then Kirsty McLean popped up once again with another old firm goal, followed by a dramatic winner from the penalty spot from striking sensation Rio Hardy. Mary summed up her thoughts on Rangers and Joe's progress so far. We're unbeaten in all competitions. In this guy's Sports Cup final, have close to a full squad available to us and a manager that's driving everyone to continue improving. Even for us in the stands, we know when the team need a boost and happy to play our part. The standard of football has been impressive and we have strikers scoring for fun. Joe's impact has been significant and the signings we've introduced make the squad competitive. Every position is competitive and we have the capability to rotate when required. Joe has inspired the players on the pitch and the fans in the stand. There's a lot of football still to be played but we have to be optimistic that the Ibrox Trophy cabinet will be a lot busier come May. It is another high for head coach Joe Potter who has Rangers hunting a domestic treble 
with football that not only entertains but is enjoyable also. The players are responding, the fans are flocking in their numbers to watch them and the Lioness is revolutionising everything about the Rangers women's setup. Joe's a winner. She's turned this football team into a very exciting and enjoyable side to watch. Away from the field, she's a very friendly and inviting person. In fact, you actually forget she is head coach as she asks you how things are and chats away to you like we're long-lost friends. She's the boss. She carries herself like that at all times, but she recognises this support and understands the demands of Rangers Football Club. There's no doubt that Joe Potter gets it and she's on the way to creating history but she'll be the first to rein me in and remind me that nothing is won and it's always one game at a time. But that is Josanne Potter, or Joe, as she is affectionately known. She's a winner and she's proving it. The Rangers Women's Supporters Club are going to have to edit their own song very soon. Joe Potter, she's our lioness, wears the Rangers crest and she's going to win the lot. My thanks to Rangers Football Club for quotes after Joe's appointment from the club's official site, also thanks to Mary McKenzie of Rangers Women's Supporters Club. You can find them on all social media, including X, by searching Rangers Women's Supporters Club or hashtag RangersWSC. Four Lads Bite Size Podcast is exclusively sponsored by Rhino Express. In association with Zenith Coins, Alexander Campbell Interiors, Rangers Pools. Please don't forget to drop us a like and a follow if you enjoy all our content. And if you're listening on the podcast channel, please subscribe. It really helps the podcast grow. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening.